Jayla had one quick like one request I asked you are you oh, what was it are you my baby daddy I mean technically yeah <laughs> that's all she wanted me to ask you She's like, so, yeah. I have one request you have to ask Josh if he's your baby daddy I'm your baby daddy <laughs> I'm also your husband yes and your best friend <laughs> yes all true things Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining us. Enjoy! Welcome to Animal Facts. This week, Jayla is on vacation. So joining me for our Father's Day special is my husband, Josh. Hello! As you all met him from our Water Bear episode. So, this week, instead of doing the trivia or, like, a brief history on Father's Day, we're going to give you some cool facts about our dad's favorite animals. But first thing first, personal question time. This week's personal question, or this special episode's personal question, is what is a cool fact about your dad? Josh? My dad uh, paddles in dragon boat races, and he's actually the team captain now i believe mm-hmm. and he cool. was in china he was on the american team with team usa for dragon boat racing yeah it was really cool yeah. um and then my stepdad is a commercial pilot flies planes all day yeah. and then my dad has many hobbies he loves photography cycling and he loves his motorcycles so there's our dads wonderful <laughs> all right so, my dad's favorite animal is a rhino. Uh, Josh's stepdad's favorite animal are pit bulls, because they're cute little puppies. Dogs in general. Um, and then his... His dad-dad? My dad. Your dad? His favorite animal... I had to text him, and this is what his response was, because it was just so good. <laughs> I asked... What is your favorite animal? And his response was, one that doesn't make noise. Cool. Yep. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. So, to start, we're going to start with Josh's dad. Animals that don't make sound or noise are jellyfish, snails, worms, hermit crabs, sharks, and goldfish. However, with a stethoscope. 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 Um, Because of their circulatory system, you can still hear heartbeats and technically sound. Mm. So, if you're wanting a creature that is completely silent and won't make any sound, you have to get a sea sponge. (laughs) And a cool fact about a sea sponge, because I am now claiming that that is your dad's favorite animal. Perfect. Is that some live to be 200 years old. Cool. Yeah. Just get a little aquarium in your 
Put a little sea sponge in there. Yeah, there you go. The aquarium might make sound, but the sea sponge won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My dad's favorite animal is a rhino. And there are Malaysian legends about rhinos stamping out campfires. But this is a myth. So, a cool thing that is actually true about them is that they will share information and communicate with each other through trumpet sounds, sneezing, and their poop. Interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, too. And then pit bulls. Communication through poop. Yep. It's like our baby. <laughs> a little bit. Um, pit bulls. So, a pit bull fighter that was arrested, and he had 51 pits in his possession at the time of his arrest, 30 of them were retrained and placed successfully in loving homes with families. Four became therapy dogs, which is pretty cool. so cute. So, there's 34 of the 51 that were successfully rehomed and given new jobs. Out of the 51 that were used for fighting before that. Exactly. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Yes. And then according to the American Test Society, where they test the temperament of a bunch of different breeds, out of 122 breeds, do you want to guess where they ranked? Um, is one nicer and Yeah, so one is the best is... ranking you can get and is like the best temperament. Gotcha. And higher is not as good. Yeah, so if they're like the 122nd, they're kind of the worst out I of all of the bunch. I would say fifth. Oh, so close. Pitbulls ranked fourth out of oh, 122 man. breeds. Cool. So they are considered to be one of the most <clears throat> affectionate and least aggressive dogs. It's so cool. I know, and they get such a bad rep. Because, yeah. I mean, they were originally bred for fighting, and... They, they were originally be... bred for nanny dogs. Oh. Then people took them to took them fight fighting because, because they have lockjaw. Lockjaw, right. Even though they don't even have the most, the strongest bite. German Shepherds beat them with that. Gotcha. They just have lockjaw. Yeah. So. But they were originally bred to be nanny dogs. And they are good nanny dogs. They are amazing nanny dogs. (laughs) I love pitbulls. Me too. (sighs) Alright, so there you go. There's some facts about our dad's favorite animals. (laughs) Alright, so now to talk about the wonderful fathers of nature. Because we talked about all the really cool moms of nature for Mother's Day. So this time we're going to talk about all the really cool dads. So some of the great animal fathers out there are seahorses because they carry and birth the babies, which is pretty cool. They even experience contractions. There's emperor penguins, which we touched a little bit on during the Mother's Day episode. So if you want to learn a little bit more about them, you can go back and listen to that one. But instead, I want to focus on five other really awesome animal fathers. And Josh has one that he's going to share. So the first one I want to talk about, I'm probably going to butcher how to say this. It's a Rheas. R-H-E-A-S. Oh, yeah. They're the little monkeys. Or no. No. There's some little monkeys that have a similar name, I think. Um, I will be talking about pygmy marmosets, which are the smallest monkey. Uh, But Rheas are a very large bird. They are relatives of the ostrich and emu. So they're not little monkeys at all. They're very large birds. Cool. Big scary birds. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, When it's mating season, they will court up to 12 females. So they're not like the most loyal lover. (laughs) 
Um, but they... Or a little harem. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and they will make nests, which are just, like, little shallow dips in the ground, and they're filled with grass and leaves, and they make their own little nests, and then the females will come and lay their eggs, and then the females just leave and go have more eggs with more males, so they'll just cool. continue to, like, basically their goal is to just have as many babies Sweet. as possible. <laughs> and then the male will protect and sit on the eggs until they hatch, and he will, pr- like, he can have up to 50 eggs that he's, like, incubating and protecting. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you have 12 females laying eggs. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah. But, yeah, so he'll have up to 50 eggs that he's basically raising on his own because the female's not anywhere in sight. And so after about six weeks, once the babies hatch, the father will protect them by charging anything that gets too close, even if it's a female or humans. Uh, they care for them until they're fully grown, which is usually about six months, and then they'll kind of go off on their own and join their own groups. And then something cool is that if a father is killed or hunted or, like, scared off um, for whatever reason and doesn't return, another father will basically adopt those eggs and those babies and protect them, even if they're different ages from the own young that he's raising. That's cool. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh, no. These lost little children, I'll take you in, and he keeps them safe, too. Cute. Yeah. So there's that really cool father of nature. Yeah. There's a term for that when, um, when they protect a young that aren't their own. Um, alloparenting. Alloparenting? Something like that is what it's called. Well, there you go. I'm excited to learn about your frog now, or your animal now. Hey! <laughs> Okay, I can cut that up. <laughs> we'll cut it in post. <laughs> well, now I don't know if you actually want me to, because you're that's your favorite <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay, um, the next father I want to talk about is the pygmy marmoset, which is the smallest monkey. They are about 12 to 16 centimeters, and their tail is 17 to 23 centimeters, and they weigh about 3 to 5 ounces. They're called, like, sometimes the finger monkey, because they're just mm-hmm. so small. They're so cute. Probably seen pictures of them. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Guys. Females usually will give birth to twins, and the pregnancy and the birth is so strenuous on the female that the male help. The male helps. <laughs> the male will help, uh, similar to that of like a midwife, which is kind of cool. So he's like there during the labor and the birth, and he'll even clean up like the afterbirth, and often he bites off the umbilical cord. Oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. So he's like super present and helpful during her whole situation. And they compared a female marmoset giving birth to a 120-pound woman giving birth to a 30-pound baby. Dang. Yes. Wow. Yeah, if any woman had to give birth to a 30-pound baby, no matter the size. Dang. Yeah, so it's very strenuous on the females. Dang. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Dang. Ouch. Yeah. So, after a couple... Huge. Yeah. So the father is, like, really involved, really helpful, and he's basically the main caregiver because after a couple of weeks, the female just kind of steps away from parenting and just does her own thing. She doesn't leave because they're uh, monogamous, so they stay in their own, like, little families and mate with each other all the time, but so she doesn't, like, abandon them. She just doesn't really 
partake in parenting after a couple of weeks. She did her part. Uh-huh. <laughs> and well-deserved. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the dads are, like, so loyal and very serious about their parenting duties that they won't even leave their family, even when, a, like, they're tempted by another sexually mature female. They're like, uh-uh, this is my family. I'm not leaving. They're... I got kids to take care of. Exactly. So they'll feed and groom their young, and they carry their infants around on piggyback until they're old enough to move around on their own. And then sometimes the older kids will also help, like, groom and take care of the younger ones, too. So they're pretty cool parents. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool dads. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share yours, or do you want me to share another? I can share mine. All right. So mine is called a glass frog um they're typically a shade of green but they lots of breeds of lots of families of them species of them thank you have like translucent bellies and underbellies so they're called the glass frog so cool um so there was two little so the female lays her eggs on the underside of a leaf so most frogs lay their eggs in the water they do this above the water on the underside of leaves. They put their eggs. The male fertilizes them. The female will typically stay for like the first night and then she leaves. <laughs> okay. Um, and then sometimes the males leave too, but um, some species the males stick around. And uh, then it's his job to care for the eggs as best as he can. The eggs need to stay moist, and usually they're in rainforests, so Um, because they're tree frogs they uh the steady rains in the rainforests usually take care of it but during dry spells the father frog may have to cover them with his moist body and if it's not good enough he might even pee on them (laughs) that's fantastic Um, and then he guards the eggs from attack um if a hungry wasp comes for a snack for example he'll kick the wasp that's cool fend it off um and then when the tadpoles hatch they just they wriggle out of their eggs and fall into the water oh nice yeah um and then the other thing was um the alloparenting as i mentioned earlier that's what it's called um so with these frogs it's kind of context dependent if a male is already caring for their own eggs they are very likely if some other eggs nearby if their dad leaves that he'll start caring for those eggs, too. Oh, nice. So if he's already taking care of some eggs, he's more willing to take care of more eggs. Cool. And he'll protect more. I'm already doing it. Might as well. Yeah, and they think it has something to do with his hormones of he's in that protective state. Yeah. Um, Whereas if he's not attending his own, then he'll usually ignore them as well. Yeah, those eggs got abandoned, too. Oh, well. And then... In this study as well, it says our results suggest that males do not directly discriminate between related and unrelated offspring. That's cool. Yeah. They're all his young at that point. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's all I got. I like it. Adoptive father right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I think it's so cute when animals alloparent Mm -hmm. or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. So cool. Take care of young that aren't their own. Exactly. Okay. The next animal I have for you is the... Aeroanus, which is also known as a dragonfish, and they mm. get pretty big, and they're really cool. Um, they're traditional, like, Chinese fish, and so a lot of the times, like, they're 
like during the Chinese New Year, like their dragon um, costumes, um, dancing things. That yeah, I'm trying to remember what they call those. They're like parade things. Yeah, but... and like a lot of their like kites and things are actually yeah. kind of represented, but like are designed based off of the arowana's fish. Oh, cool. Yeah. If you look at them, they're really cool. They're really pretty colors, and they have, like, these, like, cute little whisker spike things that look like they... Yeah. Anyways. Dragonfish. Excellent. Uh, so the ra... The, the razor. Words are hard, you guys. <laughs> the father will raise and protect his young. They harbor hundreds of eggs in their mouth called mouth brooding. And so while he's protecting and, like, incubating his eggs in his mouth... He won't really eat much for the risk of swallowing his babies and chewing them. Cool. So he doesn't eat much while they're developing, and they take about a month until they'll start to hatch. So then once they're fully hatched, he still will keep them in his mouth to protect them from danger. On occasion, he will let them out to explore, but the moment he senses danger, he puts them all back in his mouth, and he makes sure he gets all of them, so he takes very special care to make sure he finds each of his babies oh, and cool. sucks them back in his mouth to keep them that's safe. So cool. Yeah, he doesn't like just, keeps like... keeps track of all of uh-huh. them. Uh-huh, he that's doesn't so just cool. get the majority of them, he gets all of them. It's really cool. And so he'll take care of them all, and this goes on for about two to three months until they are able to... or old enough to feed themselves. So once they can feed themselves, then he kind of lets them be on their own and he won't keep them as safe cool that's the arowanas or however you want to say it the dragonfish arowanas yeah uh the next one jacanus yeah something like that it's an african bird uh and it's got very large feet it's super cute because they're like these kind of small birds, but their feet are huge. <laughs> and their babies are born with these giant feet that they grow <laughs> into. Because they're used to walk on vegetation on top of water. Usually like lily pads. Oh. So they have like these wide Pretty feet wide. to be able to walk on yeah. lily pads and things. Cool. Which is really cool. Spread out their weight more. Exactly. Like a polar bear on ice. Exactly. But instead it's their feet. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, cool. they're super cute feet. Uh, especially when they're babies with these giant feet. <laughs> um, so they often look like they're walking on water, which is pretty cool. So the females, just like the other birds we talked about, will mate with the males and then just leave and try to have as many mates as possible to have as many babies as possible. But she doesn't just totally abandon at first. She'll basically mate with all the males in her territory, which can be up to like the length of two football fields. It's a pretty big area. Um, because they're small birds, but... Is it, like, actually the shape of, or is it like a square that's two football fields wide? It's just, like, a general, um, like, the same area of area space. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's equivalent it. to about the same gotcha. amount of space. Uh, so she'll kind of fly in the area and keep all other females out of her territory from mating with the males in her territory, and then eventually she will leave and migrate elsewhere. And leave all of the men to take care of all of her babies. Cool. <laughs> yes. So the males are in charge of... Oh, I lost my spot. Yeah. So the males are in charge of making the nests and incubating the eggs and raising the young. 
So their nests are often on the water and made out of like the vegetation. So if they start to sink, they will pick up the eggs with their wings and walk them to a new location. Oh, that's funny. And that's like safer and not sinking in the water because they don't want them in the water. Yeah. And then once they, uh, once they hatch, they, so the dads will also protect and raise the babies that are fertilized by other males. So it's not even, like, just their own fertilized eggs. They'll protect any of the eggs that they have, even if other males have fertilized them. And then once the babies hatch, the chicks, the dad will continue to protect them from predators like crocodiles, which I think is so cool. So when they're walking on their lily pads looking for food and the dad senses danger, he will call for his young and they'll come to him and then he'll tuck these little chicks under his wings and, like, pick them up So they're, like, all you see is, like, these little feet dangling from his wings, and he walks them to safety. That's so funny. Yeah, so it's super cute. cute. And there's YouTube videos of this that you can look at, and it's super cute. Does it mean they're full flight flight birds? Yeah, they can fly, but when the chicks are young, they can't. Because they Um, have to pick them up and hold them and uh stuff their wings? Yeah, so they don't just pick the babies up and fly away. They pick them up and walk them to safety. That's fun. Until the babies are old enough to fly, then... They kind of go off on their own. But until then, the dad just has different calls. And then the more danger there is, the louder his call will be. So Mm -hmm. then they know just how much more they need to hurry and get back to him. Cool. So it's pretty cool. Very cute. Yeah. And then the last animal I have for you are wolves. Ooh. Because they're so cute. And I love wolves. I saved them for last. So wolves are also monogamous. I'm saying that right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And they're very much of like a family-oriented group. So they have packs, and then they have like their little families. Um, so once the pups are born, the mom will stay in the den, and the dad will stand guard outside, and he'll bring her and the pups food, because once the pups are three weeks old, they can eat meat, but the mom will eat it first and regurgitate it for the pups. So he brings food enough for all of them. Dang. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of hunting. Yeah. And protecting because he stands guard the whole time and then, like, goes and gets food. And then sometimes other pack members will help. Um, and sometimes the other pack members are known to, like, babysit, which is kind of cool. Cute. But the majority of the time, the mom and the dad are doing most and all of the work to raise their young and so then once they're old enough and they start to leave the den, the dad will become a mentor and he's both like stern, but also really playful with his pups because he wants to make sure that they learn things, but he's also still a fun dad. Cool. And he, his biggest thing is to make sure that they learn their place in the pack. So he works with them to integrate them well into their pack. So they're not like cool, totally picked on and mm-hmm. like a link, a link, yeah. the what is it? Mm, the weak link. <laughs> yes. But, so he integrates them into the pack. So he's really protective of his family and very attentive as well. And something that's really cool is if that the is if that, if the mom dies or is lost for whatever reason, usually because she dies for whatever reason, um, he will raise them on his own. So when they can eat meat, he will actually eat and regurgitate the food for them since the mom isn't there to regurgitate. So he'll regurgitate the food for the cubs until they're able to eat and not like eat food without it being 
regurgitated and then he'll continue to just raise them and integrate them and make sure that they're cool. healthy and strong and stick together with a cute little Mom family. Mom missing, he'll pick up the slack and... Exactly, and just raise them alone. That's mm-hmm. cool. So, I just think it's really cool that he'll regurgitate the food like the mom mm-hmm. would have if yeah. she was there. That is cool. Yeah. So there you have it. There's the really cool dads of nature. Woohoo! I hope you guys all have a wonderful Father's Day. And enjoy the day. All about you, dads. Hey, that's me. Dads are great. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, animal lovers. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. You guys are amazing. Share this episode with your dads or whatever, because dads are great. Share this episode with the father figures in your life. There you go. Because they deserve it. They deserve appreciation for all their hard work. Just like all of these dads deserve mm-hmm. recognition for all of their really awesome hard work. Mm-hmm. Stepping up. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! Bye! Bye! Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please like and subscribe so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners, so feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated... (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list we want to hear from you and feature your stories as well so feel free to email them to us you can also follow us on instagram at animal facts podcast for updates and other random things click the link in the description for our resources merchandise and other cool things thank you for listening liking subscribing and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures and a special thanks to my best friend jewel for our music Until Until next time, bye! Alrighty, my friends. Uh, I know I said that Jayla was on vacation, but this last fact that has nothing to do with fathers is just too good that we're going to call her and tell her what it is. So let's call Jayla. Ring, ring. Banana phone. <laughs> Hello, Jayla. Hey. So, I hope you're having a good vacation. <laughs> I am. How's it going? Great. Are you ready for my last really random fact that has nothing to do okay. with fathers? I am. I am. Good. I'm so excited. The water boatman which is an aquatic insect, can produce a sound that reaches 99 decibels by rubbing its penis across its abdomen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. It's so loud. Why is it so loud? Wow.
why? <laughs> is it like a mating call? What's... Honestly, I didn't research it that much. <laughs> I was doing other research when How I came across it. I was researching the stuff about your dad's favorite animal. Ah. And then it just came up and I was like, what? So I had to look it up and it is real. <laughs> and there's people that are like, how loud is your penis? Because <laughs> this animal. It's <laughs> amazing. Cool. Thanks. That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.